You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. I think this all sounds good. This all sounds good. Did we come up with another random one? Yeah. This is a this is a conference mic. This is supposed to get us for each person from six feet away, so they should take okay. care of the problem okay. immediately. Well, well, no, you want them on these, though. I really, I could have gotten you one three years ago, or as or as many as you like. You can't. You know how many of these things I've thrown away? You can't Hundreds. travel back and get yeah. one for me. Well, the next time you find one, pick it up. I'll take it. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, sometimes they're tied into the phone system though, and then they don't work with certain technology. Sure. They, sure. You know. Well, you know, keep your eye out. You do what you can. I'm not expecting you to move mountains. All right, and welcome to season two, episode six of the Boker Broadcast. I am Seth Cohen, and with me tonight is... Stephen Rabideau. And... Staten Island's own RDC. The man, the myth, the legend. Thank you for being here, sir. All right, so we got a whole lot to talk about tonight. First, I want to lead with Captain Khan. If you do not know, Captain Khan is going to be happening in Warwick, Rhode Island. It is... Did you say Warwick? Warwick. Warwick. Warwick, Rhode Island. Warwick. 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 That's how they say it up there. No, they don't. Nobody's that fucking stupid. (laughs) That may be record time I've made you mad with something I've said on the broadcast. Seriously. (laughs) Well, that's because I'm all primed up. You have no idea. Today's rant is going to be glorious. So I love this story, and not because I'm a part of it. I love this story because if anyone was paying attention, they originally had 16 players allowed for the two, the unlimited tournament and the standard tournament on Friday. And people were messaging me saying, hey, 16, that's kind of small, you know. So I reached out to the organizers. They're like, and, and you responded to all those people and said, I don't know why you're messaging me. Uh, I, I'm not organizing this thing. F- just fair, enough, judge. fair enough. I said, look, I will reach out to, it's true. I, I will reach out to, uh, to the event organizers and see what they say. So they said, look, you fill it up. We'll be happy to make it bigger. Great. Made it so like next day it was like 20, 24. It was, it was, it was 20. It was going in eight incre- increments mm-hmm. by eight and it just kept going up and up. And at some point they pulled away the, the unlimited event, which I did not like, but again, uh, just a floor judge. Right. Um, but then we filled it up. We're at 48, right. In, in the standard wow. event. Yeah. And I feel like that maybe not doubled, but it certainly increased from uh, last year. I think oh, it tripled. Uh, no, no, we nah, had, it didn't triple. We Weren't 20... they originally going to go with 16? I thought. Yeah. Right? No, 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 he's okay, saying, no from last year. He's from saying he's oh, saying from, from last, last year. Well, we had twenty something players last year. Right. So we're close to doubling. Yeah, I, I, I think we have we have doubled. And then at some point, yeah. you know, we had to cut it at forty eight because I've got to I've got to create uh, brackets for masters on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I created pods, and um, you know, I, I tried to look at everybody, what region they're from. I tried to put everyone in a pod that with was someone they didn't regularly play. There was no way to create pods where you know, right? The, the, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm getting. What's that? I'm getting that there's been a little collusion. Who's in what pod? Kind of reminds me of the ECR <laughs> at this point. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, man, the ECR. It, it was, uh, I only went once. It got canceled the next year. I went twice. Oh, it's a good time, though. Well, I mean, some some places it was easy. Like, there are six pods and there are that six Canadians. I miss it. Oh, yeah. There there one Canadian, Canadian per pod, pod. Right? Look at that. If you're from Canada, you look forward to this. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, a ton of people were from the New England area. Or, yep. you know, the Buffalo group, they're, they six guys... And then they like suddenly two more registered. So it's like, hey, what can I do? What can you do? Um, so we're doing the best I can with that. 
so yeah, so that's going to be 48 people, and then they put back the Unlimited event. So a couple of folks from the Standard jump ship to Unlimited. I know because people have messaged me and talked to me this weekend. We're probably going to, at this point, I know I have five players playing in the Unlimited event on Friday. I'm mm. betting we're going to get a few more, especially if folks show up Friday mm-hmm. and don't have a tournament to play in. Oh, right, right, right. Which reminds me. Oh yeah, no, please walk. Going. No, yeah, sure. Walk away keep from the microphone and keep talking. Yeah, that's, that's going to sound yeah, great. I'm walk away. We're yeah. testing the mic. We're you, seeing how far said, away. Yeah, it's true. We're testing the mic. All right, he's back now. You said unlimited, which then made me think of this. Oh, he's breaking out the treasure chest. Uh, makes you think of this for our audio podcast. Yeah, it's an archon. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That's my archon, <laughs> which is why I'm bringing it up because I've had these. I've had these models. For like over a year That's now. That's my Jake's. That's my little <laughs> witch lady. No, you, you uh, advocate, right? Advocate. Like Thamorite yeah. advocate. Second Thamorite advocate. So see, if you want that, you can bring oh those God. home yeah. in this. And, and then, then you can make an unlimited list. list. You can make an unlimited list. I can make an unlimited list. And play, play on Friday. Yeah, in the unlimited event. See, the unlimited thing. I've already signed up for the other event. I signed up when you were like, hey, it's selling out. Yeah. I signed up. Yeah. And then Saturday, of course, is the net team event. So uh, that's still now it surprises me. We actually have more people registered Friday than can fit in the team event Saturday, just by a couple. Mm-hmm. But we still have three team event tickets left left as of today, December. So 18th. it just means that there's a lot of people who want to play solo. No, no. My point is someone's going to, you know, uh, they're going to want to play in the team event and some mercenary team. Doesn't have a ticket for that. Yeah, mercenary team will so buy a ticket on the, on the floor. Buy your yeah, ticket team, for the team event is what I'm getting at. Team Steve has their ticket. Yes. It's me, Steve, and Steve. Yes. I'm, I can't, can't wait to see what your team does. Mm-hmm. So uh, team events German style this year, which mm-hmm. means there's like pairings like the WTC, but scale back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the German style confuses me. Yeah. Similar it's one different. of those things where it has a it has a sort of like... It has a tactical style to it, but a lot of it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's sort of like it has a veneer of tactical thinking, but it's kind of like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Well, people have been asking me for, like a matchup for, for, for a few years to, to, to put this in because I think the I think the meta and the game has moved beyond uh, Lieutenant Captain Sergeant. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, let, let's try something different. If everybody hates it, they can tell David Lee who will be taking over for me next year organizing at mm-hmm. Captain Con. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something else we're doing. Uh, so David Lee is going to be my my assistant for the weekend. He and I have been working our 3D printers over time. We mm-hmm. are going to try to have just about everything uh, a 3D terrain on the table. Nice. So he uh, he created these really great like um, craters. We've tested them with models. If you're standing on the lip, they're not going to get knocked over. They can sit where they need to sit uh, pretty well. Uh, same thing with trenches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got rubble, uh, things to put on the rubble template. So it looks like rubble, mm-hmm. um, walls. We printed a whole mess of new walls, mm-hmm. you know, the list just keeps going. We're going to keep printing until, uh, the best way to do crate is, is the GW method, which is you use that two inch thick styrofoam. Mm-hmm. My phone is on. Yep. And, uh, then you cough into the styrofoam. I noticed you are not Phone's on. ever to turn the phone off. Cause it's so fun when you get infuriated, but it's also Andrew, you know? It's good sure. old Andrew. Sure. He's helping um, out some stuff. So anyway. Well, uh, so one thing that I want to say is that this is like, this is the preview event for the Boca Brawl. Yes. Let's be yeah. clear. Yes. <laughs> this, is not, this, is not, this is not us, like, this is not Captain Con rising to the challenge. This is the Boca Brawl ramping up and dragging Captain Con along with it. Yeah. So, so whatever terrain doesn't work for at Captain Con, you will not see at the Boca Brawl. Brawl. But the reverse will but be true. But you will see a ton of 3D terrain yeah. at the Boca Brawl. And yeah. even more, because there will be a whole extra, like, month or two to print stuff. So yes. it's going to be great. Yeah. And 
Credit to Seth for that. Why, thank you. The um, What I found interesting is I heard on the grapevine that the new terrain packet for the new steamroller is going to have uh, something called scatter terrain. Mm-hmm. I, now, look, uh, I'm, I'm in the total realm of, of speculation. I do not know if this is true. But um, there might just be like like a cluster of barrels, like a mm-hmm. you know a cluster of boxes or something, just kind of put throughout the. Uh... Whoa! Somebody else's phone is on. Oh, is that yours? Thank oh my goodness! Oh, oh my God! The hypocrisy! You're such a Democrat. Oh, I'm not a Democrat. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but you're more left leaning. I'm more right leaning. We're both centrists. I get it. But I re- welcome more right, to the Book of Raw season left. three. It's <laughs> political. It's a political podcast. But now, notice so. I turned my phone off when I realized I it lowered was mine too. You lowered yours. Thank you. To zero. Right. I, I don't have a switch on the side of the phone to go completely silent. Upgrade, sir. I don't think I that's do a, either. That would be so. a downgrade because that's a fucking I... shitty ass Apple that high school girls use. Do you so, know any high school girls? Sure. Why? Because I know them. Uh oh. There's one that lives Uh-oh. next door. Uh oh. I say hello. I'm not a douche like you. Uh oh. Uh, we? ter- we're talking about so oh, scatter, ter- scatter train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So scatter train is one of those things that I really like the idea of. Me too. And and so I was part of that conversation. And so something something that was brought up that's interesting was the idea of you have this scatter terrain, and by definition, it takes up a lot of space on the board because it'll mm-hmm. be like a you know, like you said, like a barrel, or it'll be a series of like tank trap type things. Yeah. But they're yeah. separate. It's not meant yeah. to be an entire like terrain piece. Right. Um. And the you know they could be an obstruction, they could be an obstacle, yeah. they could be whatever. Rough yeah. uh, but then if a eighty mil comes over, he stomps him. Yeah, you like know, that. and like stuff like that. Like it, yeah. it gets cleared out. You can you can clear it out using yeah. like a colossal yeah. or whatever. And or like ta- I think uh, something that Paul Rogers would always be an advocate of They're is like a point. single tree. No, that yeah. was my thing. You right, mother- he told, no, he told it to me. He told it to me. Way back you pieces of shit. All is. So remember when Hungerford was. Talking about terrain, and this is pre getting rid of hills. There's pre getting rid of the hills. flattening. Yeah, pre the flattening. Great flattening. Great flattening. But he was talking about like they'd like to see some more terrain pieces. It was like on one of his prime casts or whatever. Like, okay. Okay. Blue lock. And so I have him on Facebook, of course, and I'm like, you know what? I have two ideas for you. And I mentioned the single tree. I was like, you know, it's it's a tree. It's it's an obstruction. Yep. And if you get some type of cover behind it, great. But whatever, you can't move through it. But it's just a single tree. And then the other one was the ridge, which was going to be mm. a wall on one side and a hill on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a rotating wall. Yes. And he actually was like, hmm, the ridge. He liked it. Like, you could tell he liked the ridge. Everybody I've mentioned the ridge who likes the ridge. And that, that is a cool terrain fucking mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. Terrain piece. Yeah, wall on one side, hill on the other. Yeah. But the tree was my thing. And then uh, the only thing Paul actually said about the time, he goes, might be a little bit weird for a solo didn't really move around my muscle, just move around it. It's just one tree. It's like, you know. He's like, well, I could see some type of movement complications with the tree. But either way, Paul, if you're, Paul, if you're listening, Arthur's mad at you. No, I'm not really. Okay, good. I like Paul. All right, good. He's in Japan anyway. There's no way he's listening. <laughs> Although he, he might still be playing. I doubt it. He plays a lot of old stuff because he, he still plays... Original Necromunda, they're playing like original fantasy. Like out if there. If, if, I don't know where in Japan he is. He's if there's like, Tokyo. okay, if there is a resurgence of War Machine in that area, I could see him playing, but I don't he see did. him starting he, anything. He brought War Machine to Tokyo. No, it existed before he got there. I, I get it, but he started like a whole meta in his area where the, the Japanese kids would show up with notebooks and he had a chalkboard because that's the way that they have to learn. 
Okay. I actually have pictures of it. I believe Like you. the students, and they're taking notes. It's ah. kind of funny when you think about it. All right. So back to, you know, terrain, scattered terrain. Scattered terrain. Um, you know, the, the tough thing is, is the packet comes out January, like, like let's just say the second week of January, right? And we're going to expect to see the packet. Mm-hmm. And then two and a half weeks later, it's Captain Carr. Right. So we're we're gonna make whatever adjustments we can. We're gonna do the best we can, but I think it's gonna be a fantastic weekend. I, really I don't do. think I don't know if it's been discussed on the podcast because I think I missed the last episode or two. I, it's definitely with SR twenty four. I guess we're in now. Yes. Um, you want more terrain? Oh, and yeah, I think yeah. I think though that the scatter terrain idea is a is a good way to do that yeah. without over cluttering the board because you do run into a problem now where if you put enough terrain on the board, which is which I would say is at least like four pieces per quadrant okay so like a lot of terrain yeah that sounds right um, it's heavy. yeah you it, need a, you it's need what it, um, I, I believe it's what they're calling for in the new steam 16 pieces of terrain so per like, probably let's, between let's 10 call, and 16 let's call it between 10 and 16 yeah well that's that's a far cry from four per quadrant okay please continue i think that's i think that's what you're looking for but you don't want it to be like sized huge every right. single one because right. you end up in a situation where you can't put defenses anywhere. Like it becomes like a huge well, yeah, castle to, and like colossals. Just, and if you just have things like obstructions, which is what I tend to do with 3d terrain, like you end up with a ton of houses all over the board and it's like, well, that's it, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it's good to have just like, here's a pile of rocks and it's a little pile of rocks, but it could be the pile of rocks that you put right. the flag. See, that's why I like things like the graveyard. Back then, because it was like like the open graves. Yeah, yeah. the open. That's graves. a little Sorry. bit like a yeah. It's open a graves would be like a proto I mean, scatter terrain. They kind of made you have what three of them at yeah, a time. Yeah. yeah, but like if you could have just had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Well, so I, it's a baby trench. Well, well, I think it. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of thing that I would encourage for scatter terrain is don't you just would be make really a pile nice, of rocks. Actually, here's a little crater, a little tiny. One. You know, it would be really good. Foxhole, ridge, ridge. ridge. Here's a ridge. Would be good. A ridge would be really good. Wall on one side, hill on the other. I really like any wall. Like a retaining wall. Yeah. I really like it. You look so surprised when I knew the word retaining wall. I want to keep using it. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> if, you, if you can tell me what a deadhead is, I'll really be impressed. <laughs> Someone who listens to the Grateful Dead and follows them around on tour? Nay, nay. Uh, what is a deadhead? A deadhead connects the retaining wall into the earth. Oh, oh. interesting. Just think of a capital I sideways. All right. Okay, cool. Oh, another great idea for scatter terrain? Please. Is like little uh siege fortification type stuff i don't i don't know what they're called but those little barriers you would put up to to block arrows or whatever oh yeah little like wooden things yeah they're like yeah the old cowboy and indian forts um so those like palisades palisades yeah yeah but like mini stuff that you would roll on or you know stake into the ground yeah yeah stuff like that like little tiny things tank traps yeah Yeah. well they're always like the had some character they're always like spear walls I mean, things like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a free. Mm-hmm. I tried actually 3D printing one, and I'm like halfway through the print, and my wife comes down. She's like, what's that? And I showed her the picture on the computer. She's like, it looks like a wall of dicks. Okay, we're not making any more of these. Wait, wait. <laughs> whatever happened? Remember when we were making all of those walls? Yeah. You still have them? Because I made, remember I made like two or three of them that were just junk, um, right? No, no, no. I mean, they were they were oh. like junk walls meant to be like. I guess, know. but mine were all, uh, I was trying to do spears. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we have them all. Maybe they all broke. No, they should be there. They should um, be in our box. Check them at the Boca Brawl. But have this. It's too long. Yeah, I could cut it. So that's, okay, I disagree with that. So Arthur just held up a wall that's like six inches long. I disagree. Yeah. Seth has no, a very narrow idea of what a wall is, and it's four inches by 0.75. Because that's a wall template in the rules. Yep. Is like 
when you create a wall, you yeah. make that. Yeah. It's 15 centimeters. But like a wall can be any size. Okay. See, he's, he says that when he doesn't listen. He says that just to. No, I did listen. I just, on. you know, I don't like, want to okay, talk about that. terrain there. Okay. Buildings. Great. Thanks for pointing to the stuff on the radio. Oh, you made those out yeah. of wood. That's yeah, right. Great. I yeah, no one can see that. I, have, um, I do have good. a couple small they ones. look good. Good. All right. Good. Thanks. Uh, well, so, then I can make more. All right. Uh, you know what? Forget it. It's okay. off the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so let us move on. Just a little bit of brawl news. So I posted the hotel link for yep. the, the, they've opened up the rooms. If for some reason, you go to try to get your room and they say the room block is full. Just send me a message because they said they'll increase it if we sell it out. Uh, and then here is the big special news. This year, every player at the Boker Brawl is going to get a custom objective designed by none other than Doug Hamilton. Wow. Yeah, that was not the response I was hoping for. So wait, something I was waiting for applause and wait, I thought, wait. <laughs> Custom objective design? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's going to design us an objective. And, 30 millimeter uh, objective, right? Uh, we, I think it's a 30. Oh, right. And that was the thing I said. Yeah. Um, right? I think it's, I think, I think. Um, I don't know details yet. When I have the thing printed, I'll advertise and I'll put it out there for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When January hits is when we start a big advertising blitz for, uh, for mm -hmm. the Boker Brawl with the uh, registration opening uh, February 15th. Uh, but then also, last Boca Brawl announcement, Zero Camp will be in attendance doing the uh, streaming, for which I'm very grateful nice. and very happy. But that also leads me to a question, and I'm interested in everyone's opinion. Last year, on Saturday night, we did the Boca Bazaar, right? Mm -hmm. And we said, hey, everyone has so much stuff, they just want to trade, you know, whatever. And it turned out to be so much better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was afraid it was going to be like four We should absolutely do it again. You think we should do it again? Absolutely. You think people still have stuff they want to trade and you know, swap out? Yeah. Maybe even more so now. Okay. Or even sell. All right. Yeah, because now, now there's now that things have settled in in a more meaningful way. Certainly, I mean, like there could if be you more. got some, yeah, you might have a battle box that you don't want anymore. What, what better way than trying to deal with eBay, which is going to rape you for like fifteen to thirty percent of the sale cost? It is a lot. Every day. So. Ebay is pissing me off because eBay is following the same business model that fucking Hallmark follows, which I hate because it's a failing prospect. So here's the deal. No one You're buys. you extra sweary tonight. Yes. Thank you. No one buys greeting cards anymore. Mm -hmm. No one does that because they just don't. So what does Hallmark do? Well, we're only going to sell 10000 this year. So let's raise the price another dollar so we make the same amount of money, which in turn just pisses more people off like. Have you seen the price of a greeting card lately? They start at like five ninety nine. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is ridiculous. And that's kind of exactly what eBay does. It's like, well, shit, we're losing a lot of money to Facebook and all, you know, market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. So why don't we just raise our fees? Okay, why? So I, I'm less inclined to sell? Right, right. And it's ironic because they called eBay the recession-proof uh, business. Right? Now it's, uh, it's pricing itself right out. Well, the primary thing is just connecting. Right. Yeah. Connecting and then the sort of escrow nature. Of yeah. It. Yeah. But uh, all right. So let us move on. We uh, we both Steve and I attended a tournament this weekend. Oh, what was that? I, I was getting to that. Wait, Arthur. Arthur was there. He was not playing, but he was there to make sure to buy me my birthday dinner, for which I very much appreciated. I, I woke up late. Sorry. I also woke up late. Yeah. OK, fair enough. But I can't. Um, so uh, real quick, they, it was uh, tried and true. Ran this out of Top Deck Games in South Jersey and Cherry Hill. Very nice store. It's the mm -hmm. nicest store I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It was so impressive. Ooh. At one point, it's in top three. Yeah, at one point, like I'm looking at the clocks on the table, and I'm like, 
And I was like, Erica, did you guys buy these clocks? These clocks are like more than a hundred bucks each. She's like, no, they belong to the store. I was like, wow. She's, she says they're also Bluetooth. Hmm. They connect to the jumbotrons they have hanging, you know, hanging from the ceiling. So if they want to broadcast a game and have the, the timers up there, it can do it. That's pretty like, sweet. Isn't that super sweet? I don't, I don't know if they have those more from Magic, which I can't imagine. I'm sure they do. Well, Magic will have a round timer, but there's no need to have an individual clock. And Warhammer doesn't really use them either. I don't know. They just yeah, have it's just a neat idea, right? And no, then, it's a good story. And then they like... have the raised up tables, so you don't have to like bend over, mm-hmm. right? And then under each table, they have two rolling carts. Mm-hmm. That's actually the best thing. That is the best. And they're nice. It's not like, you know, some... They, they have like a nice service carts. cart. Yeah. So you can set your army on the cart, and then you roll your army to table yeah. to table. Yep. And I was looking through, yeah. like, and they have a ton of product of all sorts of stuff. And I said to my kids when I got home, like, if you guys ever, like, want D&D minis or books or something, we're just driving an hour down there. Yeah. And everything. He, um, the owner of that place has always played by his own book of rules, which is kind of Quite cool. well, apparently. Like, is that, yeah. Or is that code for he sells Coke to finance the store? No, 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 no. Oh, like, okay. Uh, well, he may be. Um, <laughs> but, like, we're here first. When a magic set would come out, yeah, he would order a pallet of magic. Okay. Not a box, not a gotcha. case. Gotcha. Give me a pallet. Right. And he like, and when you go there, like, if you looked at his Warhammer wall, like he has everything. He has yeah. the stuff that GW says there's no need for you to have this in store. Yeah, give me three. Right, right. Like mm-hmm. he's that type. Yeah. Um. So like, when you need stuff and it's maybe out of print or hard to find, try him. Yeah, because he'll he'll have it. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good game. store. And uh, and of course, you know, being a tri- a tried and true event, they did something super special. They did a everyone who played got a grab bag gift. Uh, which I thought was super cool because it was the holiday time. That was, was nice. Yeah, and she wrapped them all. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and she everything was wrapped. But how was your uh, so three rounds and then mm-hmm. they cut to tiebreakers? How did your day go? One and two. So really, not not a great show. Not for, a better day for you. Now, yeah. So so game one. Did you forget to drop your dice in holy water before you went? No, I didn't. I I didn't do that. I don't usually do that though. So I think he, I don't does, think I think he does, folks. Anybody who's played <laughs> against him and has seen his dice rolls knows that the blessing of Jesus is on those dice. <laughs> well, whatever your whatever game you won, your opponent was complaining about how good your dice were. Not complaining. But yes. Like well, thing. Athena will do that for you, where you just roll so many dice, they're bound to come up good. Yeah. And I mean, it, I yeah. Do. So my my first game was in the Grimkin, which I wasn't super familiar with. And I played against the guy Rob. that uh, against Rob, who um, was in the finals at King of Coins. Yeah. So like he knows what he's doing. Which one's wrong? Um, the guy was playing Grimkin. Yeah, guy doesn't know me. All right, keep it. Uh, describe him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what glasses are. or no glasses? I no glasses. Dark no hair. Glasses? Beard. Um, but so he portly. He, uh, in other words, skinny what? body, but had a little belly. He was three and zero. Yeah. Did okay. he win? Yeah, he went three. No, he came. Nice. He came in yeah. third. He didn't win the whole thing. I played him. Oh, oh, tiebreakers. Yeah, yeah I played him in the last round. Okay, I'm excited to who it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good game. And as I recall, things were, things could have like winded down in my favor, kind of a thing. But I was just way too behind on clock. Gotcha. Um, it was a wolf game, so it was like a lot of, yeah, a lot yeah. of like weirdness happening. Gotcha. Um, round two. Uh, round two. Um, that one was also going pretty well. Uh, and part of it was because I uh, didn't realize that uh, Stryker's right arm, his halberd arm, was crippled. Uh, and then yeah. so after that turn, I was just like, this one's yours, man. Like, we'll yeah. play it out for tie breaks or whatever. But, like, yeah. this one's yours. I cheated. Which was good because I played against uh, one of our one of our three Steves. And here's the thing. If I had beaten him, I would have kicked him off the team. Yeah. 
<laughs> because he already lost to the other Steve. And it's like, I mean, if you can't handle it. So. All right, then round three. Uh, round three was into some guy. Okay, I mean, I would I would know him. I, I was very tired at that point. I would know him if I met him. Gotcha. He was a fan of the podcast, so I oh, feel nice. bad. Oh, the I guy apologize. That, uh, yeah, the guy you were like, all right, yeah, the guy was talking pizza from Long Island, now exactly. lives in uh, Delaware, and I was like, well, I feel bad for you because, you know, you go from, you know, food to no food. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I like that guy. No, yeah. he was a good guy. And, so, uh, and, and I talked to him about painting and stuff, so it was nice. And then yeah. I did kind of obliterate yeah, him on the tabletop. Name, though. All right. Because um, he was playing Menoth, and like Menoth, especially um, Final Interdiction, the Exemplar theme, or Exemplar Army, is not great into Storm Legion. Uh, like, it's just not. Gotcha. It's it's heavily melee-focused, and Athena is just like, okay, so I'm going to feat and do a ton of damage at ranged, and then you're not going to do anything mm. on the counterattack, mm. and just kind of, yeah, it's yeah. real sad. Well, I but played... He was, sport. he was a great sport. Yeah, I played... Uh, which has not happened in a really long time. Mm -hmm. I got to play in a tournament. I was very excited. Dave from Portal grudged me round one. Mm -hmm. And then he was playing uh, one of his pirate lists. And, you know, and I was actually, I was very happy with my play uh, on Saturday. I, I really was. I actually considered my spells for my spell rack. And I took Windstorm because he had an all shooty list. Mm -hmm. Of course, I did not think about his ranges and it didn't matter that I had windstorm. He could hit me from pretty much anywhere on the table. And he had like three options for ancillary attack. And he was just blowing my stuff up left and right. He was but, playing Bart, right? Yeah. And, Bart um, and Fiona. yeah. And, um, he wasn't playing the scenario, but I was, mm. so I won the game mm -hmm. because he wasn't paying attention to scenario. And you, I was, do you remember what turn you wanted on? I don't remember. At some point, we had a little confusion because we were using his tokens. He had 3D printed a 20 millimeter, mm -hmm. but he didn't mark them with either a C for cash or like an F for or uh, O sure. for objective, whatever. Yeah. So at one point, we confused our, our cash with our objective or mine. Ah. And I said, you know what? We've messed up the game state. I'm just giving you the point for the cash, right? Just take the point for the cash, and, and, and that's on me. Um, but that was a lot of fun. It's always fun to play Dave. Uh, second round, I played Tears who uh, love hanging out with that guy. Great guy. Got a, uh, He bought me lunch for my birthday that day, which was very nice. So we got to know each other a little bit more. Well, I didn't know you got two free meals. Now, now you owe me for the dinner. Okay. Uh, well, we'll do that after you buy dinner tonight. But okay. I digress. He had won his first game, the, the, the round one against Gator Man Pete. And he was, you know, all excited. He won a game and, and uh, he was playing uh, his Convergence. And on turn... Oh, I like to... him too. He's a good guy. Yeah. And top of two, uh, he didn't commit as hard as he should have. And I'm like, okay, I can fly my rocks over to your side and contest the two points that you can score mm -hmm. at the end of this turn, at the end of turn, bottom of two, and I can score every other piece. So I'll go, I'll go four to one. But then I've got everything swinging out in the wind so far, in the wind so far ahead that, you know, I'm worried it felt bad, right? But I'm like, you know what? What the heck? First time playing in a while. I'm going to do it. Uh -huh. I'd gotten so far ahead and, and I forgot about the resiliency of, of uh, you know, of Harusk and, and, and his army. Uh, he wasn't able to come back and I won it on. I, I won it on the scenario. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the new scenario packet, because that's what we were playing. We were yeah. playing the new scenario packet. And it's it's very interesting in like in some respect you hear, OK, you win by three, but you have to win on your opponent's turn. So they always have a chance to retaliate. And it immediately, 
like first thought is okay well scenario is not going to be as big of a thing anymore like it's going to be like a lot less live scenarios but the situation you're describing is you go up 4-1 so you're winning by three so he has to score in order to not lose but also he must contest everything that you're scoring Right. He has to prevent you from scoring entirely as well. Right. Which is like that. It, it ends up being this sort of odd, like yeah. it, it's actually a lot more live than you might think. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, last round I played Rob, uh, the Grimkin player. Um, and, you know, it, it was a great game. And he's a, he's a great guy. Uh, he outbreaded me. He had a ton more models than I had. And I'm looking at the scenario and, and the board was way open. We realized later that this cloud off to the right corner was supposed to be smack in the middle of the ah, table. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was wide open, and I'm like, and, and and so there I am. So I went I went second because there was some advantageous terrain on my side. He told me later that was a mistake. I should have gone first. Neither here nor there. He outthreaded me anyway. He's staring like I'm staring at all these naysayers. They're just going to charge everything mm-hmm. on on two on on turn two. So the bottom of one, it was like the same situation. Like this feels terrible, but I'm going to feed. So I feeded, I moved forward, I tried to grab as many points as I could again. He backed up. It's like, I'm not even going to try, right? Mm-hmm. So then, then of course, he backs up. Well, I've got to move forward some more and consolidate into these 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 places. And then I'm staring at the same situation. His nayslayer is just going to charge everything mm-hmm. with their mm-hmm. armor piercing. So we're slogging it out. There was one turn where I could have taken it, but I needed like two models at two objectives to die, and they just didn't. Like mm-hmm. it was as bad. It just didn't happen. That was my only chance. And the third scenario had a really interesting little caveat. Starting on round three, the kill box increased by two every turn. Mm-hmm. So turn three, it went to 14-inch kill box. Turn four, it went to 16. Turn five, it went to eight, 18. So there we are at the end of oh, turn that's five. That's I should have did friggin' Mark three. Yeah. And it, so so it, clearly his, his caster, Old Witch, is, is in charge range of Harusk. Mm-hmm. And if I don't charge, he's just going to win next turn anyway. Uh, just because he's going to get up so much on points, there's no way I could ever win the game. Mm-hmm. So I charge, and Harusk does what he does, and he's transferring, and he's transferring. And then finally, he, uh, uh, Old Witch is down to three, and he's like, okay, sacrifice card, everything heals. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, what? Sacrifice card. I'm like, may I read the sacrifice card, please? And I read it, and I'm like, you're not, you're not cheating. This actually says what you said it says. Yep, this, yep. Is, this is, it felt so bad. Uh-huh. It felt so because I couldn't even grieve his wounds. A battle battle engine caster. Oh right? yeah, it, it felt so bad. And I'm like, maybe there's something in the timing. Maybe there's so, you have to do. Nope, nope, nope. Sacrifice everything heals. You're screwed. It was terrible. And Rob was great. I'm not saying I felt bad because Rob was a bad guy. Uh-huh. I'm saying this rules thing. And then the worst part was he was really low on clock. He had like less than he had less than thirty seconds left. And it, like when he and I started flipping the clock back to him to do damage. I'm like, no, no. We spent the whole game, let him do take backs. You know, it was an all, it was a super friendly game. He's a really good guy. I'm like, I'm not going to win this way. I'm not going to win because I'm suddenly flopping the clock back mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. So he, back. he, uh, he won. What he scored so many points. I knew that that was just going to catapult in the first place. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I went two and one on the day. I think when they calculated all the points, I came in sixth or seventh, mm-hmm. which is super great. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I believe he said he finished in third. No, he finished first. I'm almost yeah. positive. I thought first and second went to Troll no. Bloods. Uh, no, uh, maybe second, second and third, third went to Troll Bloods. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was so angry about it. All I wanted to do was uh, was talk about how crappy Grimkin is afterward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sacrifice is a very good anti-assassination tool for sure. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, instead we had to talk about stolen trucks. So 
I didn't get to complain either. I felt very bad about the whole thing. But it was a great day. It was a great day. Uh, so before we get into our next segment for the uh, uh, for the evening, mm. I would like to turn it over to Arthur to do Arthur's rant. Yeah. Okay. So most people don't know this, but I am actually a sucker for buying things from Facebook advertisements. And so mm. well, I just bought this adorable game called Abduction. I like how he holds it up. That is adorable. I'm showing it to Steve because he didn't see it. Okay. I understand the fans can't see it, but they can look it up. Abduction. And you get little rubber ducks. Oh, that's fun. And they have to get into the UFO. See? So everybody thinks I'm such a crass person. I'm not. I am a pompous asshole, though. And this is going to really bloom and flourish in the next two minutes. Yay! Yay! Most people don't know this, but the first podcast I ever did was a fantastic podcast. One of the finest I've ever listened to. You know, because it was myself. And um, it was uh, Dominate for Two. This is back in the Mark II days. Mm. Stuff you do right back when you could dominate count. for two. Yeah, dominate for two. Mark yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. The topic of the day was: Can you really take Kador to a tournament and expect to win? That was the topic, and it was you know a serious question. I remember this podcast. Yeah, and then of course it got derailed, <laughs> and then it became like clickbait, and then Banky got involved, and then the whole nation got involved, and then there were all types of nonsense. Um, and what's great, what I love, and I don't love it because it's actually a torturous thing that if you were me, you'd understand, is that, of course, author is always right. Kador sucks. Again, as mm. I knew they would, because they'll never be competitive. And the reason why then they'll never be competitive is because no one plays them that makes decisions. And so, therefore, they get glossed over. And I don't think there was a single Kador player at the event last week, and or this weekend. There was, Steve King. Week. He wasn't playing Kador. He was. Oh. He was, yeah. Really? Yeah. Why did I think he was playing um stuff? I mean, he obviously didn't do well. Uh, I thought he was playing Cephalix. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would it's, agree it's that good they, to know that Kato sucks again. They are not doing well. No. no I, you know, Jack, I'm going to have a, a Glitchy Bit Studios going to be giving me back my painted Kato army mm. uh, in, in at Captain Con. And I'm going to probably not play them for a while. I was really hoping, you know, okay, my son can keep playing the the uh, the Harusk and the Sabrath, and I can start playing Kador. You can give it a shot, I would say. Yeah, of course, of course. But yeah. to me, the the problem is probably they're they're often first out the door, and they're first out the door with the highest armor. Yeah, which means they're they never reach the highest heights. They're, kind right. of they're, they're the most plain Jane army in the game. They're like a baseline setter. Yes, yes, yes. yes. and then yeah, and then everybody else is just better. You know, call call me crazy. And the game is at risk of being GW ish. Where latest codex most power. Um, it's very close to that, and if you look at the order in which Signor will always be the asterisk because they are the uh -huh. poster children. If you look at the armies that have come out, well, they're the boys and they just keep stepping yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Uh, when I think of when I think of privateer power creep, I think of Riot Quest solos, right? And and the Riot, and everything released during you know that Riot Quest. Th that era. was a cash grab, right? And my point is that was a true power creep, right? And, and the players would complain, and we were just told, oh, we're going to bring the the bottom up. They never brought the bottom up. They just kept, ramp, kept ramping up the top. Yeah. I mean, every so often, like, you know, when you had a – oh, I apologize. I don't remember her name. Faye? Uh, Faye. Faye. Like the Faye update. You know, yeah, every yeah, so yeah. often, every, every, year, every year or three, well, they, they might do something. Faye, if you're listening, and I know that you are <laughs> – <laughs> Great update. Yeah, we talk about it all the but time. That, that was the great adjustment the that the game had needed for three years at that point, 
right? So I, and I know this is going to sound overly simplistic, but I always thought, why are they so convinced that armor 20 is a thing? And it, mm -hmm. it's really not. Now, if you want to say Kador is the big, uh, you know, Soviet clone, nothing but big clunky armor, make them all native 22 armor. Well, what I just found out, and I'm not even supposed to talk about this because I signed an NDA, but I'm going to break it anyway, is we don't know this. Nobody knows this. But Am I muting out, this when we... When as I, it turns out, yeah, Ukraine bought Privateer Press years ago, and so Kador will never be good. Uh. <laughs> Got it. Well, that's important information. Thank you so much for sharing it here. Yeah. You heard it here first. That's right. Was that on a the... knock at the door? Uh oh, Ogre broadcast. KGB is here already. <laughs> I'm very upset. They're sitting with Faye listening. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'm sorry, ranch complete? Um, nah, I mean, whatever. Power creep's kind of an interesting idea. I don't want to di divert too much. I do think that Privateer Best Power Creep doesn't usually strike me as. The same kind that I've that I'm familiar with in GW, which is usually like you don't the know that much biggest. Right? I don't know that much, but I know from like an outside perspective. The See, idea, I agree like, with him, and I do know the biggest. You, know you know, it's the biggest newest model, and therefore it is the best. GW actually like, doesn't really doesn't do that anymore. So yeah, yeah, and I they mean, do so many updates now; it's not even funny. But I actually think the privateer press problem is money because someone figured out a long time ago that I could sell people one model for X amount of dollars. And they keep doing it. Okay. Uh, I would so rather think about it. Riot Quest is a great example. Why make a unit of 10 models, which in Mark III, by the way, there was only one unit of 10 models for the entirety of Mark III. Oh, really? That was released. Yeah. One. Is that true? Yeah, the Flame and the Darkness unit. The... Um, not the resolute. Not, uh, not the not the not the. Mark three was a long time. I would rather also yep. rather not devolve into business practices. Mark three was a long time. Something else. Okay. I do think that that's that's a that's a good call though on the idea of like yeah let's it's just money. do five five guy units. You know, not, not even. Sense, you, you know, you do a solo. If I if I come out with a solo, I get to charge you twenty twenty five dollars. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting twenty twenty five dollars for one model. Right. If I come right. out with a whole unit, I'm charging you forty to sixty. Mm -hmm. Right, that's six dollars a model at best. Mm -hmm. If it's ten men, which they don't do ten men anyway, like the, there is no ten men still. But you get the point. It's just numbers. Right. Well, although in that case, it's it's like a material cost versus a design cost because at that time you would have three designs. It'd be three yeah, individual models. That's true. Know? And like material is the least expensive part of the whole thing, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, maybe it's... maybe initial cost, but like yeah, cost. yeah. Anyway, okay. All Beth right. Doesn't want to talk about. Something. I really don't because uh, you know. Which we, we, we try not to go to those places. Anyway, Abduction. It's this cute game of rubber yeah. dogs. Well, look, any, anyone, anyone can turn on the microphone and complain about what they don't like about the way the company does business. That's really? not what I'm trying to do. Just for no, the right. I, I just think, think it's interesting to, to just, talk about design. Sometimes, sometimes you have to point out some perceptions that you, as a creator, might not be aware of you're giving off to the people you're trying to cater to. And so feedback is a gift. And I've given feedback. I also don't think that they're they're well, skewing towards like solos or anything like that. Like it doesn't really seem like they are. It, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't it, have to be a solo specifically. But like, let's take the most recent newest release for example, uh, which I think is probably the Pirate Objectives, right? No, no, it's the Black Frost Shards. Uh, the the not Black Frost. What the shard? The the, the new uh, the new the faction box Chimera. just came. The Chimera. The new Chimera okay. box just came out. But all right, but the the, the Pirate Objectives are extremely new. The uh, Magnus 
single model, even though it's two models. Very new. Like there I don't whole... know if you could just be like, well, single model. It is two, but you know, it's well, single model. But you get the <laughs> you point. The point that. is you're making minimal amount of models. And Magnus is catering to multitude, uh, multiple factions. Uh huh. So it's it's All it's more money. Yes. So, right. You 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 still have ten plus factions that you don't have a Mark IV army for, but you're going to mess around and make the Watchtower and make the bunker and make objectives and make the the, the defenses. Well, no, like, but the, the, defenses that's... didn't even need to be in the game. The Watchtower doesn't need to be in the game. The bunker doesn't need to even be in the game. They don't even need to have rules for these things. How about we just start creating all the armies that are missing? I think, right? Like you've wasted time and production. I don't think it's waste. I love it, the defenses. I'm not saying the defenses are bad. What I'm saying is priority. They okay. they should be a low priority. They get as many factions out as you possibly can. That, that I disagree with. Just mm-hmm. just because I think like heading straight back towards like a twelve faction. I'm not meta, saying you know I, what I mean. I don't like, say you have to go that crazy. Right away. I mean, they've already done what, like six? It's six. It's been two years. Yeah, we're already at six. Three a year. Yeah, Uh, it's been one year. It's it's two years. Two years? Absolutely. Mark Force at least two years. It's over two years. Man, time is. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's over two years. I'm not. Six factions is light. And and I played. I played Storm Legion. It's only been a year, and we're at like six factions. No, I don't think it's been a year. I think it's two. What is up with time, people? Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you very much for the diversion. Appreciate the conversation as always. Um, He's going to cut it off. January 23 is when, when it released. January 23rd of what? No, no, no. Yeah. 2023. Oh, so this year, yeah, it's one year old and we're already like six factions in. So like, I don't, I don't know if you can say, like, well, they should have done more. All right. I, I, I think my beef is that they, they've done them one at a time. So they're stringing it along. If they had come up with six factions like day one, and then and those six factions were just around for a whole year, I'd be, be like, fair. okay. To be fair, what they wanted to do and what I they know, were able to I do know, are I always know. different things. Are you sure it's only been one year? Positive. Yeah. Now. Officially, yeah. Maybe it's because we've been involved with it longer. Yeah, we have. Like the pre-release that, and the yeah, Gen there was, Con there thing. There was a thick-month yep, yep, lead-up that, that once again fell flat. It's like, just because they officially announced Mark IV doesn't mean Mark IV wasn't around for months before that. Okay. Right. I would like to do something new tonight. All right. Something we haven't done before here in season two. Arthur's going to do a reverse rant. And my uh, rant could be over. <laughs> I want to have much of a rant. That was my worst rant ever. I want to do yeah. a, a, a first year good. of War Machine Thank Mark you. IV. Can I go on with this now? No. This guy's fault. Yeah. Uh, no. War Machine this Mark IV, show. the Boker Awards. We are going to have some categories. We're going to talk about some people who are deserving of the Bokey Award. Here in the Boker Awards 2020. Make sure you write down the categories so that we can remember them for next year. Thank you. They are written right here. I will just have to make sure I don't lose this. All right. So, first, best non-convention tournament of the year. And I have a couple of ideas. I would like to nominate the Sussy Scuffle. Yes. I'm going to go with the Coconut Ramen Domino's Pizza Brigade at Mark Howard Dojo. That's a good one. Although, was that this year? Absolutely. Okay. That's a good one. It exists outside of time. I, mean, uh, I would like to throw <laughs> a little honorable mention uh, to ourselves because the campaign in the day. Oh, we yeah. Did, we did a whole campaign in one day. We printed special terrain for that. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. That was and awesome. I think we're going to have to do that again. Yep. 
And uh, that was pretty great. I think that the Secret Santa, the gift exchange, you know, the, the mm-hmm. pick up a gift tournament that they did just this past weekend was amazing. And not mm-hmm. just because they did it on my birthday. But I think the Boki has to go to the Toys for Tots event done by the Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love those tournaments where they, uh, you know, the food machine, all that kind of stuff. I, I think I was just amazed. I feel, like, gamers was, I together. feel like we missed out. Like there was, there was a food machine, I feel, this year. Where they collected cans. I, yeah, I, I think there was. I think I think Tried and True did one. I don't know how many cases of Campbell's I would need to bring to get the amount of re-rolls required for me to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. It, would be so the, it goes to feed the hungry. So, it you does. know. Yeah. But yes, yes. Congratulations, Minority Report. For you winning win the, the, the first Bokey. Yes. yes. First Bokey. It'll right, be ours, in the mail. Our, uh, no, they can come pick it up at the, at the Boker Brawl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So our second. I was going to tell him it got lost in the mail. So I don't know <laughs> what you're planning on doing. <laughs> our second best social media contribution, and this is a pretty wide category. But you know, dominate for two podcast. Uh, no. Two thousand ten. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I mean, it's got to go to Arthur for making the best podcast episode ever. It's true. <laughs> well, podcast. Wait, was, you realize it was after that podcast. You don't remember this nick? I had to nickname uh, Mister Influential. No, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Influential Man and War Machine. I, did. Because I, was I think that. we named our chat after that. I thought someone was going to stab you with the Boker for all that. Yeah, that's it was, angry. It was that, and it was there were like two other things that happened where I was like, "Holy shit, I've totally affected everything." <laughs> I'm just calling it like I said. All right. Best social media contribution. You know what? It's going to the War Machine Unlimited Facebook group. And I think that this is an undervalued asset in our community. It's a it's just it's a new Facebook group, right? For for War Machine players. It was obviously supposed to be focused on Unlimited, but it has grown. It is just everything War Machine. And because players have opted into it and it's not the old War Machine uh groups where people you know disgruntled players still hang around and talk about things that they hate from five years ago mm-hmm. it's a very positive place and the players are really supportive of each other and I, I think they're doing a great job so that's 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 uh uh one of our nominees second nominee i think zero camp did a fantastic job at warfare weekend broadcasting mm, uh yep, i thought they yep. did a really nice i watched a few yep, of those games that really was great nice. which actually leads me to my nomination yes which is ice king for his uh, streaming of the Nova Open. Oh yeah, yeah. Did a fun watching job the King of too. Coins. Yeah, that yeah. was really great. That was really good. Like these folks, like making the effort to do these broadcasts. I think it does a lot for the community. They should not be uh, underestimated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honorable mention. Yes. To Boker Meme Factory. Oh yes, yes. Boker mm-hmm. Memes. John Becker doing a great job keeping us all smiling. Mm-hmm. Keeping, you know, keeping when people get really upset about stuff, he comes out with a great meme, and then we're just laughing about it. Yeah. Very positive guy. Yeah, I really like that guy. Very fun. I love um, people with positive energy. Like me. And then uh uh lastly the podcast shop talk. And and it may seem like a, a, a I don't want to say odd, but you know, uh, I, I think that Shop Talk is doing a fantastic job adding to the community, value added, right, to the community. Mm. Uh there's this huge meta now in in Washington and in in in, in western uh, Western Canada, and he's highlighting players there and people there and organizers there, uh, and then he was all over the WTC and the lists and everything else, and um, just uh, and very positive and, and and I really like everything that that guy is doing. So that's, that's one of the weird things about War Machine, actually, when you think about it. What's that? Remember, like Mark II, any player that you could name was from the West Coast. Or at least Texas West. 
It was Texas and to the West. Like those are all the famous players. Mark two. No, Mark two was a uh, uh, pants off, dance off, team danger apartment. Those guys were really huge. No, in Mark th- think about all those, the, the chain attack guys. Um, the, the, a lot the, of content. They dominate for two guys were out there. And, all the the big players, the W. If you think about the first WTC team, it was all okay. West Coast, and like they always, there was nobody on the East Coast, and then like JV. So Mark three was all East Coast. I don't, know. I don't know if that's true. Mark three was all East Coast. Okay, we can argue about like this later. One or two uh, names, uh, Brandon Owens. Yeah, there's one or two names that you'll throw out from the West, but and now it's just kind of cool that we'll get some more West Coast names, and there'll be a balance. See, I right. like balance. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so wait, so who wins? Well, I, unless someone objects, I'm going to say that the bokey is going to go to Shop Talk. Shop Talk. 2023. Congratulations, right. Shop Talk, for yeah. bokey for content uh, creation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, social media contribution. Social media contribution, I mean. All right. Uh, Your bokey will be in the mail. No, it'll be at the Boca Brawl. They can come and get it. Okay. <laughs> Just keep going with it, though. Just every one of them. I don't know where I'm going to get all these awards. All right. Next, <laughs> next category. Best community organizing. Now, this is a tough one because anyone who's taken the time to, you know, organize in the community, I mean, hats off to all those folks, right? Because it is not easy to not do the thing you love. This was mm. very careful nominations. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So first, I want to nominate. I want to nominate Seth Cohen. Ah, oh, thank you. But I can only get an honorable mention. I can't get my own award. Well, yeah, he's not winning. I'm not voting for him. thank you thank you yeah yeah so first i want to nominate portal dave and he runs all the events at the portal Mm -hmm. dave right Mm -hmm. portal dave but but the reason he gets a nomination is because when mark four first hit in january of this year um it came out before that but that's unbelievable um he he was not sure if he was going to play. He was not in yet. He hadn't seen anything that really connected with him. He didn't especially when Gen Con was in August, which is before January, and that's when they started selling the Mark IV Star. Stop boxes. stepping all over Dave's nomination. I apologize, Dave. You know yeah, I love you. Thank you. But he kept organizing tournaments. He was like, okay, even if I'm not playing, I have a community here, and I want people to come mm-hmm, and play this mm-hmm. game. So I think that's he also he also has a very dedicated little fan base that he's got going on down there. Like it's yeah. a good core group. Yeah, yeah, yep. and and I'll say uh, of the uh, I'm sorry, the filthy casuals. <laughs> yes, the yes. filthy casuals. I want to give them yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. the yeah. Uh, and I will say, Dave is an early adopter. Yeah, because I think it was literally as soon as Mark Four was announced, he was like, "All right, the next tournament is going to be Mark Four. And it's like, Dave, Dave, Dave. There's no rules yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen the rules. Slow down. It's um, like Mark Four. So next, I want to nominate Zosha Van Meter. Zosha, well-known organizer. She's taking a step back. She's going to be a player at Captain Con if you see her there. But Zosha at the WTC, uh, for reasons we discussed in earlier podcasts, uh, the WTC did not have a terrain packet, which is actually very important for that event. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and, and Gil had, you know, again, Gil had owned it. He said, look, I, I messed this up. I'm really sorry. But what Zosha did was she sat down with the computer as soon as the, it was realized that we needed this thing and, and the games were going on and she was just typing. She was typing and fixing and posting, and she kept posting, and she got that whole thing together on the fly. So I think that deserves a special nod, Zosha. Well, I would like to actually nominate somebody who I think is a is a reasonable uh, pick for nomination, and that is the tried and true crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, they're on my list too. I think specifically Erica and Andy. 
because yeah. I think they're usually well, the actual tournament. Writers. Yeah, I mean, they, they you know, yeah, certainly cause... they got folks that, that help them out. Because... Yeah, because Dan and Paul, they do a ton yeah, with the content, and they do, content, t- yeah, they do yeah. you know, they do the terrain and yeah. stuff like that. But I think Erica and Andy tend to do the yeah. actual tournament. And, and, and truthfully, what did they do? They brought Nova back. Mm-hmm. Right, honestly, and 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 they brought Nova back, and it's for that reason that I'm saying that they get the Boki in 2023. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Couldn't guys. agree more. They yeah. actually created a new meta in an area that was otherwise overshadowed by the Molly Whoppers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually did. They that's created true. another meta that's completely different. Yeah, right. from the Molly Whopper meta in the same region. Right, right. Atlantic, Atlantic, yeah. one state apart. Yeah. Yeah, very impressive. So, yeah. congratulations to Erica and Andy. And Andy. Yep, and uh, the tried and true crew. Mm-hmm. You guys get a bokey. We will mail you your bokey. No, they got to pick it up. But what? But I know they're coming to the Boker Brawl. What if I don't have it? <laughs> I got to tell them it got lost in the mail. That's fucking weird. What are you doing? My jokes. What you, a, he steals your shit. And B, he shoots down have, my nominations. Of course, we're going to have my jokes. Of course, we're going to have a pokey for them. This guy. Of all the people that you wouldn't get one, how do you this not guy. give it to them? They deserve right. more than everybody. They even gave you a Christmas wrapped present. They did. Jew. They did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to make myself laugh. <laughs> All right, so we have a couple more categories. So I'd like to move on to so with our six armies that we have here yep. in 2023, the first year of Mark IV. Uh, what do we feel is our the best army they released of the year? Uh, I like the best model thing. We, we're we're getting there. We're gonna do best Jeez. model. We're gonna do. We got multiple model. categories. Pay attention. Uh, well, it ain't Kador. No, no it is that. Not. No, it is not. The best army has not been released yet. Okay, but that which which one is it? Oh no, it will be though in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. I mean, okay. Uh, what I, they're gonna make? They're gonna make me a dwarven army. I want a dwarven army. We need a dwarven army. You cannot have any fantasy based game and there's no dwarves. It's never happened in the history of gaming. I completely agree with you. But what do you think is the best army release in twenty three? Model wise, the best. Any, any any sort of definition that you want. I do really like the look of the cavalry and dusk. I yeah, I, I like those models good. a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. It's not my favorite model, which I will reserve, right? Because it's a separate yeah. category. I will reserve. Okay. Um, so I'll just have to say Dusk. And, but I don't want to say Dusk because I'm a snowflake. Um, I refuse to say Dusk. Troll Bloods are the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Kador sucks, but they look cool. <laughs> Signar is just cheating. Gee, if um, only we would given you time to think about this earlier. Mm, uh, who did I leave out? Well, we've got Signar. I guess I'll go Chimera. All right, Chimera. All Chimera. Right. It's, it's, it's the bottom of it. It's, it's, it's the least worst. Mr. Rabideau. What Storm you, Legion. Storm Legion, of yeah. Of course. I would, yeah. yeah, best and brightest. Golden, golden yeah. boy. I got to say, I think those trolls are the dumbest thing ever. Are amazing. <laughs> no. I think they're so much fun. I cast I my boat with the trolls. Good. Yeah. They're the stupidest fucking models of all Congratulations, time. Congratulations, Brian Bloods. <laughs> all right, Brian Bloods. I, I, I carry a fish and beat people over the head with it, and it's more powerful than the highest level of technology signal could produce. So, uh, so uh, ridiculous. The, um, so whoever did the you know major um, design work for the troll bloods, just yeah, you know, Brian Bloods, just email us and we'll send you a bookie in the mail. There, there you go. All right, so the book of roll too. Email questions at thebookofroll.com. No longer a scam email. That's right. Uh, So that brings us to the best solo. What do we think the best solo that they put out? Just model. Why does it got to be a solo? No, model is last. Solo is the best solo. Oh, all right. Fair enough. I'm sorry. 
So why am I fucking this up? Mine is the troll surgeon because I love that guy because he's so he's got a sawtooth or he's got a sawfish. That's what they're called. Sawfish. He's got a yep. sawfish on his yep. shoulder. He's got like three or four whelps. You're just doing this to infuriate. No, he's got grievous wounds as an attack type, which I think explains all the peg legs. Because yeah. it turns yeah. out he's not very good at being a surgeon. <laughs> For trolls that can that can regenerate, they don't regenerate when the surgeon's around for some reason. So I don't know. That's what's going great. On. I never thought about that. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty well, sure mine is is, uh, is Malgrith. Oh because, yeah, and yeah. only because I played him for the first time this weekend. Mm-hmm. I stuck him on an objective. He uh, somebody charged a solo at him to contest, mm-hmm. and he has defensive strike yeah. and grievous wounds. Yeah. He still held that objective, nice. and I was like, "This is what it feels like." Yeah, this was it was so amazing. Like, this is my favorite model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur, if you don't have one, it's fine. I don't. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Um, I'll nominate an extra one just so that we have three, which is sure. the Storm Legion Storm Captain Storm. No, like uh, Captain Legion, to whatever. Think, uh, um, the Captain, because that oh boy, those like. captains. Well, you got two so. models, which is kind of nice. You got a male and a female, and uh, it's just. They print money every game. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. So oh, who do you want? I love the alt. Who do you want to give the bo- the bokeh to then? I don't um, want to give it to the trolls. No, I don't want to give it to whatever you said. And <laughs> <laughs> Stignar wins by default yet again. All right. That's my retaliatory vote. All right. So now in general, <laughs> what is the best model of the game here in 2020? Snake man. Snake man. That's not a model. Snake man. <laughs> Snake men are the coolest friggin' models. You don't like fish that kill people, but you're okay with snake beast men are awesome. Okay, but nagas in general are awesome. Okay, and but you're all right with the blowgun ones, the lizards who suddenly have lips. You know what? Due to skinks, I can say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been preconditioned twenty years ago that that lizards can have blowguns. I don't, know who I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they're like, "Come on, this is easy. They curl their tongues." They've no, got these what pre- makes you think they use their mouth? Because in the in the what else model, would they use? Yeah. Their nose. It covers their nose, and they breathe out their nose. Huh. Well, then then the, the models have been sculpted sculpted poorly to. No, they just not reached their nose yet. It's on its way <laughs> up. The model's holding, or it just shot, and it's pulling it away from its face. All right. All, All right. right. Okay. So model wise, Seth, what what would you nominate as your favorite model? My favorite model, uh, Snake Man. No, no, it's not the Snake Man. I'm not familiar enough with him. Uh, I got to be honest. My 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 vote is so trite. I'm almost afraid, you know, embarrassed to say it out loud. Is it is it the the little grot balloon? It's the grot balloon, isn't it? No, it's not the little grot balloon, okay. which I which I still haven't done anything with. Um, it's it's Harusk. Everything about mm. that model, from the way it plays well, to the fluff behind it. Stupid. Um, I, I love everything about it. And then, of course, because I'm an early adopter, like my entire Orgoth army has shattered several times over. So I've repositioned things on him, and he you looks know why, even cooler. You know why the Orgoth suck? In every way, shape, and form. Why is that? Because all of the fluff that was written about the Orgoth painted a mental picture that in no way, shape, or form reflects the piece of shit army that they created. Okay. And I don't, I'm not shitting on the models, per se, even though they're not great. Uh, I'm just the entire everything. Everything about the Orgoth army is not what was printed in books, text, story, or created a vision of what you thought Orgoth would be when they ever did come to the material world. It turns out that they're just a bunch of chaotic, barbarian, piratey morons. 
Okay. There's no, there's no extraterrestrial element to them. There's no demonic element to them. You haven't been reading the fluff, have you? I don't care about the fluff. I'm looking at the models. Okay. It doesn't match. It's like, it's a bunch of idiots with swords and shields. And it's like, these are not demonic things. (laughs) I just like to describe it as a bunch of idiots. (laughs) Yeah, they they are. You want to see demons, like we could find demon models. That ain't hard. The Orgov are not demon models. They suck. Do we want to give a bokeh or is it, we just going to, we're going to. We're to say we're, we're too well. We don't have anybody to really give it to. Snake man. Yeah. I, that's that's what occurred to me as we kind of went through this. We yeah. didn't really have somebody to give it to. Clearly, oh, it's okay. Snake man. All right. Well, I'll so, give it to the Snake man. All right. Days. The Snake man model. The Snake man model gets the bokey. Perfect. I do um, like how they seem to look. All right. So the Vipex is pretty cool. They're cool as shit. All right. So I would before we finish out the heavies are dog shit, but at least they're cool. Uh, before we finish out, I would like to do a fluff corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are reading the Bokey fluff, or fluff haven't, yeah, if you have not read the fluff yet, uh, the most recent fluff, you should probably skip ahead a little bit now because there is some stuff I want to talk about. Uh, first, so you said it to me when I talked about the unstoppable uh, story, right? That's what that story was called about Magnus. I think it was called the never ending story with yeah. the kid on the back of the white lion, the yeah. dragon thing. Yeah, that's exactly what the story was. Yeah. Uh, where he and killed... then Magnus ran him over. Yeah. <laughs> I said I was really, I was really kind of disappointed how easily Carver was killed, and of course he's not dead, right? We see the new art; it's going to mm-hmm. be Mecca, Mecca, uh, Mecca Pig, I guess, of some kind or another. Big Carver, Big Carver, it'll be, it'll he's be, the baddest. He's the be, most bringer of massive destruction. It'll be kind of cool if they come out with a Mark IV Pig army, the army that has eluded me, even though I've owned it multiple times. Yeah. But, <laughs> but every time I try to play it, someone comes along and is like, I need that pig army from you and I'll pay you this much money. And I'm like, okay. Every goddamn time. I agree. It'd be great if they had a, a, a brand new pig army. That would be neat. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, you are. Oh, right. my nomination for best model Totem Huntress, the new Totem Huntress. She mm-hmm. looks dope. Mm-hmm. Too bad anyway, we did that segment. Yeah, we did. Uh, so, Snake men want it. Uh, so Carver's not dead, and you were right. You were like, Seth, I'm telling you, I'm sure that that was just too simple. And I was like, no, 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 Did he's I say dead, that? he's dead. I think it was you. Okay, I'll take credit um, for it. Yeah, that's right. Don't fact check me. But but honestly, I read the last Dragonfall story. Oh my gosh, they did such a fantastic job with that story. Because first, I was like, how are they going to kill a dragon? How I, I just mm-hmm. didn't see how it was going to happen. And then they have Sabreth get into the, uh, the altar, right? The lash. The lash. And... And what does he do? He cuts out his own um, Athank. Yeah. And I was like, that is super cool. He, mm-hmm. you know, essentially kills himself. Um, and and I thought that was amazing. And I was like, okay, I'm happy with this end. And then they bring it to the Cricks like we suspected that they were going to do. And then there's going to be this partnership that's going to end in betrayal. We all know it. And that's perfectly cool. And then they had the, oh, we're going to have a solo that's actually... Um, mm. uh, uh, What's what's it, the dragon's essence? Yeah, you know, the champion of the dragon. Or champion whatever. of the dragon. All right, that's pretty cool too. But then you get to the end of the story, and I thought Horusk was going to be a little more crestfallen that Sabrath had had so wildly successfully achieved right her goal because they're in such intense competition. And then he drops the bomb and he says, "I know something about the lash that she doesn't." And that's every time she uses it, she has to use a piece of her soul. And she's going to keep using it, and she's going to be soulless, and then she's going to have nothing to pay the dark gods. Mm-hmm. And she'll never come back again. Mm-hmm. So she's going to keep using that lash, and then she's never going to be reborn. And the next time she dies, she's just going to be dead. And I was like, oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. So so I know that initially your 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 
uh, perception of the Orgoth like storylines, mm-hmm. you were not that enthusiastic because they seemed right. a little too one dimensional. But yeah, yeah. But it seems like you're turning around on that. Yeah, well, they're, they're, we're starting to get it. Yeah. get it filled out. I'm so. I, I am liking it a lot. Yeah, I especially like the Horus character because he's very much like, like he he talks. He really brings in the thing where he's like, "Yeah, I was here before." And yeah, stuff. like like he talks about yeah. his experiences. I like, how, say, like he apparently killed a dragon. Like right. he was part of a dragon right. killing expedition. I would say the one thing it's missing is it's not explained well enough why all of their minions are so happy to just slaughter themselves for mm-hmm. the gods mm-hmm. like that hasn't been made clear like um, yeah well, um, where all the, the ulkers are like why are the ulkers like they, they i love the ulkers i think they're super cool models i think they're super super cool characters but what is their motivation to just slaughter themselves for the for their masters like mm-hmm. if that part hasn't mm-hmm. been made clear or any yeah, of the there's got to be some matter. type of glory and death thing yeah, it, but I would. It. I just want to know what it is. Like, I know it's easily solvable through writing. I just would mm. like to read about what it is, and I hope it's really good. It is always tricky. So I think Scorn also kind of had that problem in my mind, where it's like they're they get thrown into the void because they don't have gods or whatever, right? Um, and so their only hope is like exaltation. Right. Like, so few people get exalted. Right. So it's like they don't really have hope. And like, right. what does what does the Scorn Baker do? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. just like, <laughs> just gonna bake i guess like and and, like the void is not a it's not a it's not annihilation no like it's not like you're something is still there and it's not pleasant like it's like it's like well everybody is just kind of gonna go to hell and that's it like yeah and there's literally nothing that can be done about it and the best chance you got is getting put into a rock and we're not putting you in a rock (laughs) (laughs) is this is this role rock worthy what do you think huh huh is this the best role you've ever had (laughs) yeah (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think the same thing is. It seems like with the Orgoth sort of cosmology, where it's like, yeah. well, you so because in in the thing, like to to what Arthur was talking about, is like they have in in I, maybe part three of Dragonfall or part two or whatever. They they have this ritual slaughter. Yes, that like they slaughter like five hundred. Yeah, it was people. five hundred people. Were like, oh, we only have five hundred guys. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh well, we only captured two hundred something. Yeah, so, so the rest have to come from yeah. our own people, right? And like some of them are like, yeah, totally, and yeah. and so there, I think there must be some level of deception happening, which I think it was implied, where it was like they don't really know what's going to happen, like they hope for something good to happen, but like the leaders know that nothing good is going to happen to them or whatever, like something. But yeah, there's like because your soul is going to be used to pay the infernals, you know, the right. infernal deities or whatever they are like right. the, the leaders of the order it's not going to go well for you like yeah. they turn your soul into butter or whatever yeah, and then they yeah, yeah. put it on toast and eat it and it's like it's not good so, so why yeah. would you volunteer for so this? that's that's a piece i'm missing but i i so love that fluff it was such a good payoff mm-hmm. i love when mm-hmm. stories have a good payoff and this one had a really good payoff all right so you participated in that or almost in spirit yes, you participated uh, yes, because you told that guy to charge the dragon and he did and something cool happened yeah she did and something very cool happened a very ins- inspirational moment all right so let us bring it to our closing thoughts no we already did your segment no we didn't uh, the top five i have two segments top I mean, five you, know I'm, you know i'm the most special person here so of course i'm gonna have two segments <laughs> all right top five from arthur no i don't like it Intro me again and mean it this time. Start over with the whole. You've concluded your story. Harusk is great. Orgoth still suck. Um, and now, yeah, it's welcome over. to the Book of Brawl. I mean, the Book of Broadcast. I don't know why I called it. That's the second time in this podcast I've called it the Book of Brawl. Anyway, this is a podcast where we're going to talk about stuff. 
Well, look, it is time for a very special segment here on the podcast. Uh, you would say the anchor, almost, of an episode. And it, no, it don't don't bother it down. up now. Let's and, not oversell it. It ain't that great. It, it does weigh us down. Yeah. I will give you that. It ain't that great. <laughs> Arthur, can we please have our top five list for the week? Hang on. Steve King wasn't finishing with his insults, because that's just the most Steve King thing you've ever done. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Steve King would say how I, I'm weighing it down. Oh, I guess so. Right? Right, can we go over top five, please? Yes. You wouldn't know nothing about this. So you don't have to pay attention. These are the um, five. Done. These are the five worst things about December. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Buying gifts out of obligation. That's annoying. I, that's that's relatable to all people. I right. Think. We don't like that. Um, Number four. Trying to figure out what you're supposed to get certain people because certain people are just fucking impossible. Mm. Like my mother. Mm. Very difficult. Not gonna lie. Mm. Terrible. Number three. You gotta pay for all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. People. Everywhere you go, there's fucking people. <laughs> people. You go to the mall, there's people. Try to go Do to not... school, people. I mean, there's a temptation if you're visiting our lovely state. Uh, there's, there's nothing lovely about any There's state. a temptation to go into New York and be like, oh, I want to see the tree. Don't do it. Just don't do it. So Friday, I had to work in the city at 54th Oof. and 5th Avenue. Oof. Because Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Oof. Uh, what a fucking, That's rough. What a nightmare. That yeah. is rough. And then, so, but I took her with me because it was a six o'clock start and I only was going to work 20 minutes because yeah. I had to hang with like one whiteboard thing and I was like, yeah. cool. We go to the tree. You know, you cannot get within 100 feet of that tree. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's all corded off anyway. Yeah. No, I don't mean because of people. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, you can't. I've so been there. That it sucks. So the little romantic picture that you see in the Hallmark movies doesn't exist. Doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exist. And then the people. I mean, yeah. oh, so annoying. And number one. All of these morons, which are people, drive this time of year that normally don't drive because they have to, you know, go get that present for Aunt Tilly. Yeah. And it's. It's disgusting. Actually, I made a little Facebook post about it, like, you know, a little public service announcement, like, please go kill yourself. Don't drive. But they drive. So driving in December is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I got you. All right. Well, a very topical and insightful top five list. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're so welcome. All right. So now that brings us to closing thoughts. Yes. Thank goodness. All right. Mr. Rabbit, anything you'd like to close out with? I think... That the best models, the Boki was stolen from the Totem Huntress Nisak or whatever her name is. That is And so I'm going to protest. I'm not attending the Bokis next year. (laughs) (laughs) Strong words. I shall remind you of them next year. Next December, sir. All right. Arthur, anything you want to close with? We're doing the Bokis January. <laughs> um, I did have a closing thought. Oh, yes, I was right again. Uh, All right, carry on. Thank on. you. All right, well, thanks everyone as always for joining us for another Boker broadcast. And this is Seth Cohen saying, There is no shame in losing spectacularly.